Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, and the ones who lost their lives. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the pilot episode of my podcast, Voice for the Unborn. My name is Ashley, and I'm so blessed to be able to share my story with you. But before I get started, I just want to say that I didn't create this podcast to slam or judge anybody. I'm simply here because God placed it on my heart to speak up for those who can't, the unborn. I've always considered myself to be pro-life, and honestly, I have my grandma Joyce to thank for that. Um, But although she isn't here with us today, I have to say if it wasn't for her strong faith and spiritual beliefs, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. My grandma would take me along with many of my other cousins to church on Sunday mornings and sometimes Wednesday nights. And honestly, growing up in the church has helped me to stay involved in church to this day. Um, I currently sing in my church choir, and I have such a compassionate heart when it comes to helping and blessing others. This was also something my grandma was really known for. She used to feed the homeless about once or twice a week. I remember I'd sometimes go help her pack the lunches, and it was just really awesome to see her um, be such a godly woman and help care for others and not judge them. Um, But one other thing that my grandma truly couldn't get enough of besides the homeless was babies. She used to tell me that every child was a gift from God and that no child was a mistake. And I truly believe that as well. So it comes natural to me that I share those same passions as my grandma because she instilled those godly values in me since day one. This brings me to why I created this podcast. To put it lightly, my heart just aches for the babies who have been aborted. And I said it, the A word that no one likes to talk about. In fact, abortion is one of the most controversial and debated topics in the entire world. And no matter how much someone tries to play it down by calling it healthcare, I can't agree with that. Let's just call it what it really is, murder. It's ending a life which by the way is illegal in the United States, but if it's done within the womb, then it doesn't qualify as murder. Then how come when a pregnant woman gets murdered, the suspect is charged with a double homicide, which is two counts of murder? The answer is simple. One count is for the woman and one is for, you guessed it, the baby. So in other words, it's only murder if someone else besides the mother decides to kill the baby But if the mother decides to terminate her pregnancy, then it's just referred to as an abortion. That's always been something that to this day I won't ever comprehend. It literally rocks me to my core that people don't value the human life that's growing inside of the womb. Every person on this earth, though, started life in the womb. We didn't start our lives on the outside as some pro-choicers would claim. Yes, we take our first breath outside of the womb. But inside the womb, we are, and we were, a growing baby. Not a clump of cells, not a blob of tissue, but a tiny baby with a heartbeat and with every body part that we would ever need once we were born. Technology today shows us that a fetal heartbeat can be detected as early as five weeks. I found out that I was pregnant at six weeks, as many women do. So this means that if I would have had an abortion, it would have stopped a beating heart. It doesn't get any more alive than that, folks, a heartbeat. So now that I've expressed how strongly I feel about abortion, I have to be honest and say that this doesn't mean that abortion never crossed my mind. 
I'm going to take you all back to July of 2013. This is my story. This is my personal experience that I went through when I found out I was pregnant. In July of 2013, I was on vacation with my boyfriend, Lewis, who is now my husband. I had separated from a previous marriage, and I had invited Lewis to come to our annual 4th of July trip in Laughlin, Nevada. We had only been dating for five months, but we hit it off from the start. While packing for my trip, I forgot to pack my birth control pills, but I thought to myself, eh, I'll be fine. I've been on the pill since the age of 15 due to ovarian cysts, so a couple of missed pills shouldn't matter. I had actually heard throughout the years that it took a long time for some women to get pregnant after coming off their birth control, so I thought it'll be the same scenario for me. Lo and behold, six weeks later, I started feeling nauseous. Remembering I had missed a couple of pills while on vacation, I decided to take a pregnancy test just to make sure. Like many women do when the test came back positive, I decided to take the other test since the pack came with two. Of course, it was positive, and that's when I was hit with all the emotions. Fear, worry, doubt, anxiety, you name it. I had always known I would want to be a mother someday, but I was afraid of what would come out of a pregnancy with someone I had just been dating for only five months. My divorce from my previous marriage wasn't finalized, and to be honest, I was scared of being judged by my family, friends, and colleagues. I was even more scared to tell Lewis, but I knew I needed to tell him first. Of course, he had all of the same feelings as me. So I decided to confide in my mom. She seems to always have the right answer whenever I needed advice, like most of our mothers do. I told her about how scared I was, and I know deep down she was disappointed. She said I should have been more careful and that I should have used protection. And she was absolutely right. But what done, what what was done was done. And now I had to put my big girl pants on, as my dad would always say. And it was time for me to figure it out. So although I was brought up in the church and knew that abortion was wrong, it did come up in discussion with my mother. She even said if I needed to borrow money, I could. I decided to call some clinics in the area to see what they charge for the service. And I believe if my memory serves me right, it probably costs around $400, which to me at the specific time was a lot. I decided to tell Lewis what I was contemplating because obviously he had a say since it was his baby too. Later that day, I came home and told Lewis that if it was going to be a hindrance on our relationship, I could always take care of it. He held his head down for a minute, and then he looked up, and then he told me, we can't do that. It's not what God would want. He would want us to keep our baby. When Lewis spoke those words, I was instantly relieved, because although I was scared to move forward with the pregnancy, I knew deep down that he was right. This wasn't the baby's fault. I messed up. I forgot to take my pills. We didn't use protection. I was irresponsible and I made my bed and now it was time to lie in it. Although lying in bed is what actually got me there in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. The point is I kept my baby and nine months later, I gave birth to a beautiful baby boy and I couldn't be more grateful for my son, Isaiah. Tune in next week, you guys, and I will explain how Letters from Brooklyn came to life, the story that is available for purchase on Amazon which I will post the link in the show notes. Thank you and have a blessed day.